Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about Action Plumbing. Spring into action before the summer rush and get a complete AC diagnostic checkup for just $39. Schedule today by calling 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333 at Action Plumbing. Jake, have you ever have you ever had a really aggressive massage? Uh, no. I've only had one massage in my entire life, and it I wouldn't categorize it as aggressive uh, nah, don't ask me that question <laughs> why that's just creepy well Car- just, Car- carlos correa apparently is going to miss four to six weeks with a broken rib how did he get said rib broken rib with an well, aggressive massage well, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it, that's what the story Jake, says have you ever had a really aggressive <laughs> massage <laughs> no <laughs> stop it He's out four to six weeks because of a massage. Mm. Now, I've had a massage before where it really hurts, you know, when they're doing that deep tissue thing. But uh, I've never actually, you know, been. <laughs> Is David ready? <laughs> yes. Ask him if he's ever had. No, no, we're not going to ask him that. <laughs> okay. We're not. We're going to keep it basketball related or at least some other <laughs> cheeky shenanigans that have nothing to do with uh, look, this. David's a great skier. And I bet you he's had some massages through the years, you know. Because no. you got a uh, no. I don't. No, we're not going to talk about this. Hello, David. How are you, Jake? Have you been up recently? <laughs> I have not. I bet it's still great. Oh, I, my son and I went Sunday. It was terrific. Well, uh, Snowbird uh, got even more snow. We were talking last week about uh, the whatever, what was it, seventy, eighty feet that they've gotten, and they've added to it. Seven, seven hundred inches. They went over, and uh, yeah, it was really good. We went up. Kind of midday, midday on Sunday, and had about two and a half hours, and the light went flat. Unfortunately, but like we quit because the light went flat, not because the snow was bad. Like, it was great. Your son does some wild stuff on skis these days. You still keeping up? Uh, no, not like it's a joke. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even like. He's not even trying. I mean, he's like skiing not to get hurt when we're out. I mean, I was being a little cautious too. But you know, the funniest one we had this year with my son was so he drives down to the valley a lot of days for school now and he drives i-80 which can be quite a speed race so he's really under pretty strict rules to not break 75 miles an hour like okay speed limit 65 but you're going to probably go 75 to be in the flow and right like no faster than 75 and he skied a downhill race this year and went 77 on his (laughs) skis wow so he broke the speed limit Right. So, like, mom's like, that applied to skis as well, by the way. I don't care if it was a race and they were keeping track of time. I don't want you, like, you're not allowed to do that. So, so David, what is the feeling like for a parent watching his kid go 77 miles an hour? So, we, he was at Schweitzer in Idaho. We were not there. Um, it was a really long day in the house because the way it works is you watch this thing called live timing and it kind of tells you when they start. And then when they finish 
And so mom stayed upstairs and I swear my mom, my wife did like 17 loads of laundry. I think she was doing like two towels at a time just so that she was busy upstairs. And then, um, I was watching live timing while working and kind of not trying, trying not to like, if it was bib 68 to not be, you know, watching 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, but more like just occasionally check to see, oh, he's done, like, and then yell up to my wife, he's safe. Like, so it was not good. That was, it was a less than good day. He really likes the speed. He's a little better at it than we'd like him to be. Luckily, he's small, so um, I don't think he's on anyone's radar as a speed skier, and the only way you're going to speed ski after high school is if you're doing it for the U.S. ski team, and he's probably not that good um at least in the down i don't think so and he's just not big enough so i think we're going to dodge that bullet that he ends up being a speed skier um but he likes it and he's good at it he's a little too good at it actually we'd like him to be a little less good at it yeah 77 miles an hour yeah, yeah I'd say that's, that's cooking man yeah, that's, that is moving uh i'll send you the vi- i'll send you the video like you can see the moment when he's at max speed it's it's uncomfortable mm. David Locke with us, of course, voice of the Utah Jazz, uh, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David, I want to get a, a finals preview with you, but before we do, let's talk about some of the juicy stuff that's come out today. According to Woj on ESPN, everybody's up for trade for the Houston Rockets. What do you uh, What do you make of that report? Maybe it's motivation. What are What is Houston trying to do? What did you uh, think today? So I didn't know that. Um, I have my uh, notification still turned off. I just kind of have decided I don't, don't need – I'm trying to see if I live a life <laughs> where I'm not being notified 40 times a day of what's important that maybe I can be – see if I actually survive. Um, so you're the so tell me exactly what the retweet was, and then yeah. I'll, you'll get my real-time reaction. Here it is, uh, according to Woj. Sources, in calls to front offices, Houston GM Daryl Morey is showing an aggressive desire to improve roster with all players and picks available in talks. Hard to imagine James Harden scenario, but the rest under contract, perhaps even Chris Paul, could be moved in the right deal. Well, so, I mean, I think they would love to move out from under Chris Paul, Right, because of that salary, and so is there a team that out there is close that thinks if they and Chris Chris Paul is a problem. Like he was a problem in L.A. with a personality, and now there's those reports about Chris Paul being in a fight with a locker room with James Harden. Like, it is like uh, it is like well known in the league that like Chris Paul's personality is really really tough on people, and um, you know I think it was telling that the two guys that didn't sign. Um, re-signed with them last year, Trevor Ariza and um, Luke Bamute had played with Chris Paul before. Like, they just, you know, and you just, and like that their slow start to me was a little bit this year of like Chris Paul's yelling at me again, I got to do this for seven straight months. I'm just not interested. So I think there's an element where Chris Paul is a really difficult teammate. He's also under maybe one of the worst contracts in the league. And so they are probably willing to move Chris Paul. Now, if you're Boston, do you like suddenly think if you add Chris Paul to that mix that you get enough fire and brimstone that you can go win the East? Maybe. And so then maybe Chris Paul's worth it. Um, you know, I don't know all the, you know, if you get Chris Paul and bought in, in Boston, do you then also get Anthony Davis? Like there's, so there's the, the amount of moving pieces this off season are incredible. Otherwise I don't really know what the other moving pieces are that are that interesting. Like these PJ Tucker's available, I guess, like they don't and Clint Capella, like, I don't know. I mean, Clint Capella would be interesting to me 
if Houston moved Clint Capella, because I think Clint Capella and Rudy Gobert are very similar. I think in some ways Capella's better, and in most ways Rudy's better. Um, but if they were to move Capella, it would be, I think Daryl Morey's, you know, very good. So that would be an interesting thing to me, like, oh, he didn't like his version of Rudy Gobert. Like, that would be an eye-opener to me. David, what do you make of the soap opera in L.A. with the Lakers? You know, Magic and Rob Palenka having problems and uh, talk of Rich Paul dividing the locker room and all that. Do, is this a real problem around the league that agents sometimes uh, do create a bit of a division uh, amongst teams? Well, I mean, I think agents can cause problems because an agent's job is to – can to work for their client, not for the team, right? So there's nothing about my job if I'm an agent that I'm interested in the team's well-being. My job is to serve my clients, and I'm going to get future clients based on that. I've heard Rich Paul stories that were actually even more significant than what was in that article. Um, I kept waiting. Like, I've heard two or three stories I can't really share, um, but that I kept waiting to hear in that story that I thought Baxter had, and then he didn't. they didn't show up. So that would le- just lead me to believe that the Rich Paul story stuff is real what i didn't re- know was that and and all my stuff is this year like rich paul this year um which was all related to anthony davis what i didn't know was that rich paul was doing it the year prior almost as a scouting trip for lebron james as was the feeling now that's incredible um and that, that that was the feeling of the coaching staff that there's you know the lakers aren't making any friends lakers you know Obviously, they've they've scorched enough earth that now people are scorching back. And frankly, Rob Palenka and and um, and Magic Johnson are questionably qualified for this job. Justin Zanuck's doing a really nice job of making that adjustment from agent to um, general manager. And Bob Myers has obviously been exquisite at it in Golden State, but it hasn't worked in a lot of other places. Lon Babby did it. Arn Kellum's done it in Detroit to mixed results. It has not been the, you know, what Rob Blink is doing is not, it's not a, necessarily a script for success. I think it's a script based on if you have the right person doing it, not one who tells stories about Kobe Bryant having dinner with Heath Ledger six months after Heath Ledger was dead. That was very strange, part of that. And one of the, the, the things, and this has been an issue with LeBron wherever he's gone, right, is that his his guys, Rich Paul, you know, uh, his surrounding, um, you know, friends and associates. have. You know, a, this is, you know this is why he left Miami, right? Because he didn't have that control with Pat Riley, right? Right. Because, like, at the very beginning, if you remember, this, this, you know, this is, let me clarify, this is rumors and stories. LeBron sure. has not told me this personally. So this is NBA scuttlebutt at its finest. And, you know, but the story is that very early in his tenure, he wants Spolster fired. Um, they tell him no. And then they say, and by the way, get all these guys off our away. Like, and, you know, the approach by the Miami Heat with, with LeBron James was that you just signed up for four years here and now we own you not vice versa now he also left right he left to go back to where he had control and he won a title at home so is that i don't know what the right result is on any of these things on how you how you manage a superstar but the nba scuttlebutt in out of miami was that miami said no 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 we don't play that and that's part of the reason he left I guess I was going to ask you, David, because you know the inner workings of these things so well. What is the norm with a normal NBA franchise? How many access? I, I realize you have to deal with agents, but how much access do star players' agents actually get in these types of scenarios? What is kind of the the huge? 
I think, you know, I don't, I've never seen, I've seen, definitely seen, you know, agents walking around our facility and getting a tour of our facility. I've seen agents having, di- have, having meals with our front office people in the facility before because they're, you know, they want to show that, right? You want to show the agent in a, you know, that, hey, here, here we, here's what we have and look how we treat our players and look what Anthony puts together as a chef and, you know, look how great this is. Um, so I've seen all of that, which is always, you know, done in, in a manner of recruiting. I've, you know, I know that our front office people will take a trip to a city and go see an agent while they're there. So again, kind of a, in the name, let's make sure that contact is open. Um, and these conversations are really important. You know, I know, I, I know of an agent today, you know, who was calling around the teams trying to, orchestrate sign and trade deals for his client who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year and or this year and he's trying to orchestrate sign and trade deals to, right now to see what teams might be interested to figure out what his marketplace is so you've got to have that communication with with teams and have it out there now whether they get to go to practice and watch practice i'm not sure i've ever seen an agent at any of our practices but i also don't know that it's per se prohibited right you might want to see what quinn snyder does as a coach to show them how great he is so i think it's just a you know it's that fine line and it obviously sounds like the lakers were on the wrong side of it david what do you make of this finals matchup Uh, do you think this will be something that is interesting and enjoyable yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. So I think uh, we're being we're being impacted by recency bias that the Warriors smoked the Blazers, but that should have been a second round matchup or a first round, probably a second round matchup. And then the Rockets against the Warriors should have been the second, third, right? The the conference finals, in which case then the Warriors win in what six? Is that what it was? Did they win that in six or five? They didn't take that in five, did they? Um, six. So they take that, huh? Six. You're right. Sorry. Six. So if the Warriors had just played the Rockets in six and the Raptors had just beat the Bucks in six, I would be telling you that the Raptors are better than the Rockets. And we got a series. I think we're being skewed by recency bias of the fact that the last team that Warriors played wasn't as good as these other teams. There were there were four teams in the NBA this year that were better than anyone else. Um, the 76ers probably deserve some mention in there, but they, I don't think they were quite that good. We never really found out. And so that is the Raptors, the Bucks, the Rockets, and the Warriors. They were better than anyone else in the NBA. They were all year. The Raptors were the best team I saw on any given day. The Bucks were the best statistical team, and the Warriors the Warriors. And the Rockets were the best team in the second half of the season. So I think it's going to be quite a series. And I, I am leaning toward thinking Toronto might win it. Um, I think the Warriors are going to have a hard time reassimilating everyone, and particularly if DeMarcus is going to play. And I have never seen a team, um, the closest I was last year's Rockets, who can send as many players toward the Warriors defensively, right? So Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, um, OG Ananobi, if he's healthy, Pascal Siakam, they can really guard a lot of different guys. Like, and I, I think this gets, uh, and they've they've got a guy in Kawhi Leonard who, on a, any given moment, might actually be the best player on the floor. Now, the interesting thing is, I think that the the player the Warriors have to have to win this series is Durant, because he's the one that's not guardable. But I, you go put Danny Green on Clay Thompson. You you can bother Clay Thompson if you take Clay Thompson away. The Warriors lose. That's a big loss. You you go put, you know, one of their athletic wings on, um, 
on Steph Curry and even Kawhi Leonard for some possessions, and that's gonna that would be a problem. So uh, I, I think this could be one heck of a series. Um, I think that they'll the Warriors will hunt out Kyle Lowry, the, the Raptors will hunt out Steph Curry, and we'll see which two of those can defend the best. How impressed were you with Nick Nurse in the last series, the adjustments he made defensively against Milwaukee? I thought it was brilliant. Um, so I'm biased on this because Dwayne Casey's my guy. And I think the Nick Nurse love is a little much for me. I, so, thought, I thought what they did I by... Mean, I, thought he made some, I thought he made some nice adjustments. So I'll give you that. But you know why they're in the finals this year and they weren't the year before? They got the best player on the floor? <laughs> right. They got Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Like, they had DeMar DeRozan. We're not talking about Nick Nurse being a genius. True. I'm like, what did he do against, you know, like, what did he do against Giannis? Like, pretty obvious, right? Like, I mean, frankly, I thought Mike Budenholzer really misused Giannis, but I don't know the inner workings of that team, and I, so I get very, like, it seemed to me like Giannis had no gravity on the floor and they weren't guarding him, so you should be putting him into pick and roll and having him roll to the basket the way we use Gobert to create some, at least bend the defense a little bit, and there was nothing there that was going on that was bending the defense. So... I don't. I, I'm not being negative to Nick Nurse. I'm not. I don't like just because you said positive and I didn't agree. Is not mean I'm being negative. I just think the Nick Nurse love is absurd. When the reason they're in the finals is because of Kawhi Leonard, and the reason Dwayne Casey wasn't in the finals is because he had Demar Derozan. Do you think the fact that the uh, Raptors are having the success that they're having may uh, tempt Kawhi to stay right where he is? No, I don't. I actually think if he had his mind made up and he knew what he was going to do, then. Like, I think that he, you know, all the more, like, all the more he's going to leave, frankly. Like, he's proved his point, he's beloved, he did his thing, and he wants to live in L.A. Like, <laughs> like if he's if that's really what he's wanted the whole time is go live in L.A. and go play in the Clippers with Kevin Durant, then, oh, um, you know, then that's what he wants to do. So Durant to the Clippers, you heard it, <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Silence. David, you are the best. Thank you so much, as always, for jumping on with us. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Enjoy these first couple of games. Guys. See you, buddy. There you go. David Locke. Mark it down. Durant to the Clippers. And we'll see. I've heard that from uh, a couple of reports out there that he may he may be considering it. I, uh, I saw the uh, odds out of Vegas yesterday, and uh, I, I think that that was, according to the odds makers, a – I think it was the second most likely possibility. I I can see why the Clippers would be an attractive franchise. Well, they have a terrific owner. Yep, who's very enthusiastic, and they've got leadership, unlike uh, their neighbors, the the Lakers, <laughs> where it seems like they've got a power structure in line, and they are turning into a well-run franchise. Where obviously, traditionally, the Clippers have not been, and it's amazing when you get an, an owner that that'll put things in line. Yeah. It, it seems like that would be an attractive destination. All right, joining us now in studio from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Speaking of getting things in line, get back to normal. Get back to normal in the bedroom. Yeah, we've got a new treatment called acoustic wave therapy, um, different than what most guys have heard about. Um, we're seeing guys that come in that have really struggled with medication or they're going to their primary care doctors or even a urologist, and the doctors just don't know what to do. Um you know, they'll prescribe the pills, of course, and that doesn't work or has bad side effects. This treatment is cool because it opens up the blood vessels, increases blood flow. FDA cleared to do exactly that. 
uh, typically with a few treatments over a two to three week period, a guy's done. And the best part is you don't have to repeat it. So it's not like the medication that you have to take for the rest of your life. You'll go two, three weeks and that's it. I guess I didn't realize how bad some of the other treatments were as far as side effects or even the procedure itself was. I'm yeah. sure there are a lot of guys out there right now shaking their heads going, yep. yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, and not to be a, a fear-mongering person, but I do have a good friend that was in the ER from one of, really? yeah, one of the pills because his blood pressure dropped so low. It's rare, but it is possible. Hmm. Um, so the side effects are bad at a minimum. And guys, they really want things to function just normally without having to pre-plan. This treatment has an 85 to 90% success rate wow. in doing exactly that. Wow. All right, 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000 to get on the schedule, and you're doing the consultation and the examination for free? Yeah, it's about a $300 value. So for those that pick up the phone and call us right now, it's totally free. Uh, the medical doctor will sit down with you, do a full assessment of you, um, blood flow ultrasound, tell you why you've got ED and what kind of results you can expect. No cost. 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you. All right. We'll have more of The Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is your chance to win tickets. Win. It's a win ticket Wednesday. 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 Caller number 12 right now at 855-340-ZONE. Tickets right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, it is the big show, and it is a win ticket Wednesday. 12th caller right now. You heard the sounder, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. If you're the 12th caller, we'll hook it. we're hooking you up with tickets to the Salt Lake Bees for the new Ford Zone. Beginning June the 4th, come out and enjoy Salt Lake Bees baseball with the new Ford Zone. The Ford Zone gets you a ticket on the berm and all-you-can-eat hot dog, soda, pop popcorn nachos and churros from the left field concession stand tickets are just 25 bucks each and are available all season long ford zone tickets can be purchased at the ballpark box office or at saltlakebees.com food fun fans and ford brought to you by your local ford stores wow well done it sounds like a pretty good deal right i mean you're going to be 25 bucks deep after um, dinner and and uh, a ticket sure this is all you can eat yeah do it Sounds like a pretty sweet deal. It does. I got a question for you. Oh, boy. What's the stew meat for? <laughs> We're going to bring this onto the air? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just worried about my, my wife's memory, that's all. Oh, come on. It's something slipped her mind. I know. It's and fine. And you know what? Stuff slips my mind all yeah, the time. see? That's what I'm saying. And so, well, but this was troubling you. No, it's not troubling. It's just a funny exchange. <laughs> So before I go to the grocery store, usually on the weekends, we uh, plan out our meals. You know, we're going to do this Monday, Tuesday, et cetera. And so we talked about, we do a lot of crockpot meal, uh, uh-huh. meals, Gordon, because they're, they're easy and yeah. we both uh, we both work. So it's not sometimes easy to be at home, you know, firing up meals or whatever. Crockpots are an easy way to go. And we thought, hey, what about a what about a beef stew in the old crockpot? This sounds good to me. And so we threw, we threw stew meat. Onto the grocery list, and uh, of course I picked that up. And today I get a text from her that said, "What did we? Uh, well, here it said, what do we? Uh, what did we get the stew meat for?'" <laughs> and you said, "Stew." <laughs> said, and how did she respond to that? The attorney. Uh, she said, "Well, that's out for tonight." Because <laughs> obviously we didn't get started on it. <laughs> okay. Right. One of those things, though. What's the stew meat for? What is the stew meat for? <laughs> and you said stew. Stew! 
All right. Yeah, yeah, I did. But what kind of stew, Jake? <laughs> now, Austin, it's a good thing that Jake, n- nothing ever slips his memory, huh? Never. Never. Like every liner I ever say five times a segment to do. Did we not just do Win Ticket Wednesday? Did I have to force it into the show? What <laughs> uh, uh, goes around comes around. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. And that's why I didn't want to bring this up on the air. Oh, but come there, on. Lo and behold, it's, here we are. Oh, no, it's okay. We're just fun. What's the stew meat for? I don't know. That's gonna be, stew? That's going to become the, the question of the big show. Every time you forget to do a liner, hey, what's the stew meat for? That's what Austin gonna say. (laughs) Oh man, I love it how we turn this into a a shot at me somehow. Uh, Speaking of this, uh, Gordon, you have you have siblings, right? I do. Have you ever uh, really just thrown a sibling right under the bus? Probably, and I regret it. Uh, Anything come to mind? Uh, a couple times I did something that I shouldn't have uh, done uh, that might not be classified as completely nice. Like hitting your sister with a croquet ball? Yeah, like that. But then did you throw your sister under the bus? She told me to do it. Getting in the way of your croquet ball? <laughs> like it was her fault? Like it was her fault, yeah. Uh, no, I didn't do that. So here's this story. Um and I find this hilarious, actually. So nobody wants to be on HBO's Hard Knocks. None, right. of, none of the teams. And, and you can certainly understand that. I like Hard Knocks, and I like that they do it. I think it's sometimes fascinating to get a look behind the curtain, you know, into uh, you fall camps. It? Do you think that uh, certain things are being said because they know the camera's rolling? I, I think there's some mm-hmm. of that. And I, I think... And some things are not said because right. the cameras. Are and on. there's probably some selective, uh, some selective editing, you know, that sort of thing. But there's some eligibility rules into who can be on Hard Knocks and and who can't, whatever. But there are five teams uh, that are available to be on Hard Knocks this year: uh, the Washington Redskins, the 49ers, the Giants, the Raiders, or the Lions. And uh, let's see. Today, Jay Gruden made some comments. He said, "Quote." Really, if they were smart, they'd go to Oakland. Seriously, you have Antonio Brown, John Gruden, Paul Gunther, Vontez Perfect, Richie Incognito. They'd be crazy not to go to Oakland. They could do us next year, maybe. That is a classic going after your sibling. That's hilarious, right? That's pretty funny. Because you know there's no way John Gruden wants HBO's crew (laughs) anywhere near his camp, right? Nowhere near his camp. And uh, Jay's like, you know, the Raiders, that would that would be a place. Didn't someone point out to him that uh, they don't do playoff teams? Uh, let's see. He said, uh, he said, quote, if we don't make the playoffs, I'd probably uh, won't be here anyway. Uh-huh. They can do uh, what they want, unquote. <laughs> so, so he threw his uh, successor under the bus, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. Well, that's that's pretty funny because he knew all the players. You know, and he went right down the line. Well, and mentioned his brother. Yes. You've got John Gruden there. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to go to Oakland? John Gruden, the mogul. But he's obviously there. very familiar with his brother's team. Oh, yeah. Of this course. is like when I came home with a, a bad grade, but to deflect the attention away from me, I tattled on something my brother did at that, school that exactly. got him in trouble. Yeah, but that doesn't work, does it? Did it get you off the hook? Oh, this was a hypothetical. I never had bad <laughs> grades or lied about my brother. Ever. 
hypothetical. I got your hypothetical right here. Uh, what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Should I call HR? <laughs> so I'm, I'm five. Did you ever get bad grades? Not till college. <laughs> So you were a stellar student straight up until yeah the- yeah I I uh, was a perfectionist through twelfth grade and then said what am I doing this for I uh, <laughs> I'm I'm five like five and a half years older than my brother mm-hmm. so I'm I'm a little older and so you were really picking on him you would have been had you done something like we that. were we were making this drive from Salt Lake to Tahoe right we were taking a little ski trip and uh, any any time like i would want something he was at the age where it was like no i want that he didn't even know why he wanted it and, and thus like if i picked a side to sit on in the back seat he'd be like he no i want it. that one <laughs> so i figured out that on this drive which side the sun was likely to be on oh, so coming you are, in you are a thinking man in really? the window uh-huh. yeah i was really thinking about this trip so i i said well i want this side the side that was not going to be in the sun and he's like, well, no, I want that side. And I thought, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'll take this side going out there, and then I'll switch you coming back. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay, all right, I'll settle for that. So <laughs> we're so driving he, out there. the sun and the whole time. I look over at him, he's just sweating bullets, and he's like, wow, it's hot in here. He's we're driving across the Nevada desert. And then I said, don't worry, coming back, we'll switch. It's fine. And then coming back, he's like, wait. <laughs> What happened? It's still I'm still in the sun. <laughs> so he never trusted you again after that. Well, he shouldn't have anyway. I was particularly proud of that one. I was young, and I still remember that. <laughs> that that was really uh, that was really uh, heady of you, but not particularly thoughtful. Well, you know, I didn't want to sit in the sun. That's like a nine hour drive. <laughs> Did someone hand him a pair of sunglasses? Or could you, like, uh, put up one of those sunblock things in uh, the window? We, we didn't splurge on luxuries <laughs> like like shades for the window. So he just tore, stared into the sun for nine hours. The whole time, yeah. I want to remind you. Did he get a tan? <laughs> to join us at the warehouse uh, coming up tomorrow, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. It's the warehouse. You are diabolical. I was that day. I'm still proud of that. <laughs> what does he say when you bring that up now? Uh, I don't know. I haven't brought that up uh, with him particularly in a while. That's probably a good be- story. He- I don't think I can top that one. Yeah. Mission accomplished. That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. I've arrived. <laughs> How old are you? You have to here. retire now, though, Jake. 13? Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> Even though it was mean. So he was like, what would that make him, eight? Something like that? <laughs> you, you did that to your eight-year-old brother? Of course I did. He's lucky I didn't push him out of the car. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, you can have this one on the way back. Are You'll you, have this side, are, are you'll be you, fine. Are you close with your brother? <laughs> Very close with my brother. <laughs> I did some mean things to him growing up, I'll admit it. What was the worst of it? You mean uh, besides blinding him at eight years old? Have I, I? I haven't told you this story. Oh, I felt really bad. So he was, he was a catcher, uh, in in little league, like pony league baseball. So we're talking. He was probably in like fifth or sixth grade. So we're about eleven. Yeah, yeah, eleven, twelve, and he did not like wearing his cup. 
All right. And I was helping coach his his baseball team, and we were getting after him to wear it. It's a matter of safety, and he'd sure. always try to not wear it. He's a catcher, for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, come on. And so one time I thought I'd I'd really teach him a lesson and because uh, he was out there warming up the pitcher, and I noticed the 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 cup in the dugout, right? So I just picked it up, and in front of everybody, everybody's parents and everything, I said, Hey, Mac, you forgot your cup! Hey! You need to wear your cup! Your cup is right here! <laughs> Felt so bad. He was so embarrassed. He ran over to me, grabbed it, and then ran to the bathroom. He was so embarrassed to put it in. Uh, and I, I, you know what? He didn't talk to me for several days yeah, after that. that. And that's, I, that's pretty low. You know what? I thought I went way too far on this one. Mm-hmm. You did. He wore his cup going forward, though. I mean, it kind of kind of worked. All right. Well, it was a safety issue. Exactly. <laughs> but that was one of the meaner things I, I've done, I did to him, probably. And at that age, too, that was the worst part. I mean, you're self-conscious enough at that age, right? I didn't help matters. Hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> awesome. I'd rather be blinded than have my brother have shout that, that across yeah. the whole recreational park. I did. Oh, that would be the catcher and the cry. Oh, man. More next. Gosh. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. This specific season, I get where everybody's feeling optimistic about BYU. If you think Utah's going to come into this trying to ease their way into the season, you're crazy. Because I think part of their goal is try to clinch a New Year's Six type spot before the conference title game. How are you realistically going to do that? Sweep your non-conference. That's where coaching really plays a big part, though. It'd be easy for a young player in a college football program of that caliber to overlook BYU and say, ah, we got this. Who's next? And that's where coaching has to play a big part. Right. And obviously, there's not a soul anywhere that knows anything about Kyle Whittingham that believes he would ever take this game lightly. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Real quick uh, tidbit here, Gordon, because we have talked about the Rockets today and the the report uh, Daryl Morey is willing to trade anybody... He's open to conversations about anyone, even kind of including James Harden, although Woj said those scenarios seem unlikely. Uh, I would certainly think they're they're engaging in talks with Chris Paul to get out from under that contract. But uh, what do you make of this? Reports out there from ESPN that uh, Houston Rockets and Mike D'Antoni have held discussions this offseason on contract extensions, but those talks have stalled. Hmm. He's got one more year left on his deal. Which, in a sense, in the NBA world, you rarely, if yes. ever, see coaches go into the last year of their deal. So you, you can't let that happen. You can't make them a lame duck. Nope. So do you think there's disagreement among? Because earlier we heard the owner talk about how uh, James Harden is thirty, and that uh, Michael Jordan didn't get his first title till he's thirty. So he was talking as though James Harden was going to be a part of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Then you hear this other talk, and I wonder. Where uh, D'Antoni is on the whole uh, on the whole thing, and if they're having issues, then that could be the reason. Probably didn't help that they made D'Antoni get rid of his entire staff, basically. So I wonder. I wonder if it's where whether the Rockets are unsure about D'Antoni or D'Antoni's unsure about the Rockets. <laughs> yes, I would guess the former. Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll see. I think this thing is going to settle down. I think it's going to settle down. See, I think Houston's desperate. I really do. Well, I'm not saying they're not going to make any moves. I just don't know how they can trade Chris Paul paying him $44 million I don't know how they can either. I think he's stuck. I really do. He's a good player still. I mean, I know he's declined somewhat, but that's $44 million. Wow, that's a lot for that guy. Too much for that guy. Mm-hmm. All right, joining us now in studio, he's been hanging out with us all day from Wasatch Medical Clinic. He's our good friend, Andrew Reinhardt. He's helping our listeners get back to normal and living better lives. It's really, we've talked about this a lot. It's really a lifestyle thing. Yeah. You know, get back to a normal lifestyle. And maybe it's not like you were in your early 20s, but you can get back to having that spontaneity in your life. Right. It doesn't, you know, you don't have to struggle with erectile dysfunction. Even in your older years, it, it's probably interesting for people to know that we've got patients in their 20s early 20s in fact and guys in their early and mid 90s so you know men never change we're we're the the same all the way up into our 90s guys come in struggling with ed you know complaining about really no good solutions uh sometimes unhealthy solutions our treatment uh shock wave or low intensity acoustic wave was originally used to break up kidney stones um, and is now used to increase blood flow. So if you've got ED, it's exactly what you need. Clinically proven, FDA cleared, and gets you back to normal function in the bedroom without any medication at all. So, Andrew, getting back to your original point there, why struggle with some? If you're 25 years old, why struggle with this for the next 70 years? Yeah. And, and there's, you know what, there's so many guys listening right now thinking there is no way I would ever go into a clinic. I'm too embarrassed. That would be totally humiliating and then they come in and they say that wasn't that wasn't so bad it's an all-male staff um everybody understands you'll be comfortable and you're right struggle with it for 70 years or get it taken care of in a two to three week period and it happens to a lot of folks there's no reason to be embarrassed there's no reason to be embarrassed you'll you'll come in it'll be way better than you think um and worst case you say it's not for me it doesn't cost you anything, uh, and you can just learn about it. All right, 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, and we're talking about the free visit. That's a, a medical exam. They'll find out exactly what's that going is, on. That is, yeah. That's This is a medical doctor that specializes in ED. Um, he'll do a full assessment of you. You're probably wondering why you have ED. He'll go over that with you. Um, he'll talk about you know what things have happened in your past. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound to see if there's any blockages, and we do that for free to anybody that picks up the phone and calls us right now. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll have more of The Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up, Big Show, 97.5 in 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and uh, as we were just talking about off the air, Gordon, today flew by. It seems like all these shows have been flying by. It did, and uh, we've been having a lot of fun and a lot of information and a lot of good spirited debate, which uh, is always good, too. Always good. We did debate over the Rockets thing a little bit, didn't we? Yeah, but it's all right. Well, they ain't no good guys. Oh, sorry, I can't uh, quote that. By the way, did you see this? Something we didn't get to. Did you see that uh, Tom Brady is trademarking his nickname, Tom Terrific? <laughs> That's a, I didn't know that was a, a nickname for him, Tom Terrific. P- apparently, he's a, he's a big fan of that nickname. I'm sure he is. So What a guy. He, yeah, seriously. Uh, huh? yeah, Humility. He, he's <laughs> Every day he does something more vomitous than the day before. <laughs> vomitous? What? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a business move. Did you see what he did last week? What? 
He said if the guy, the Jeopardy guy, Holzhauer. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, no, oh, not no, Alex no, 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 Yeah, the guy who's winning on, on the big yeah. streak. He said if he loses, I'll eat a strawberry. It's against my diet. Oh. Hmm. Shut it. <laughs> Shut it hard. Not a, str- not a strawberry donut? Not just a strawberry? A strawberry. Ooh. That'd be like Gordon trademarking Gordon the Magnificent or something. I guess he wants to, uh, companies preparing to debut Tom Terrific trading cards in a clothing line featuring that nickname in the near future. Ah, yuck. Tom Terrific clothing. Swirlies for everyone that wears it. What kind of shirt you got on? It's a Tom Terrific. I can see Gordon showing up in a Tom Terrific (laughs) brand something. (laughs) That's a little bit. This is sad news. That's a little bit hokey, isn't it? Tom Terrific? Yeah, I don't know. Not digging it. By the way, wasn't Tom terrific? Wasn't it Tom Seaver first? Oh, I don't know. I'm too young for Tom Seaver. Oh, well, I'm not sure. But it's they Bob have... Seeger. <laughs> Tom Seaver. It's Jason Seaver. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, he's actually filed two new trademarks for that nickname. Uh, Gordon, Disappointing. Gordon, you're going to be off taking a little R&R for the next couple of days. Bowler is going to be in with us coming up tomorrow. We'll be at the warehouse hanging out with Tom and the gang. And Bowler going to drop by at uh, hang out for a couple hours yeah, starting good. at around 4. And then Britton Johnson is going to be in with us uh, on Friday's show out at Bullfrog Spas. Uh, what uh, was this uh, uh, like a, another lovecation? You getting out of town? Just you uh, and the wife? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for a couple of days. No wonder you have a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be fun. Well, don't let the uh, masseuse get, uh, how did you put it earlier? <laughs> aggressive. No, yeah, don't let the masseuse get aggressive. All right, that's my, there's my advice to you. You know, fellas, it could have been worse. Tom Brady could have gone with goat. At least people say that about him. No one calls him Tom Terrific. <laughs> Did how did you, we? How did we get back to this? Did you see? It never you were talking to much. Never Jake. ceases to amaze did me how see, we move on from things and did, then all of a sudden end up it? back where we started. Jake's wrapping up. See you later, Gordon. Hey, did, and another did, thing. Did you see? Here's eight more did minutes. You see, did you see the picture of uh, of uh, Tiger Woods with uh, Peyton Manning mm-hmm. playing golf over it? I did. That was, that's a couple of great players right there. Well, Tiger is a couple of goats. Okay, let's let's oh, okay. hold maybe the phone not, here. Maybe not a goat. Peyton, close to it. born to lose Manning, is not the greatest <laughs> of all time. You make a better argument for T. Martin. Was he able to hit the ball <laughs> without Martin. a running back on the field? <laughs> all right. <laughs> T. Martin. Gordon, enjoy your time off. We'll talk well, to you we tomorrow. We don't talk nearly enough about T. Martin he, and his Did he win the championship? <laughs> did Peyton? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, whatever he said. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.